Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Me Says Guys. This podcast is a journey through Transformers from the beginning of the anime series with two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. Together we will go episode by, by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it's a trap of nostalgia. We look at all things involved in the episode, whether there were real world factors that crept into the writing or the episode was ca- typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan, I'm a lifelong fan who's familiar with all aspects of the franchise, while Ed here is familiar with Transformers, but it's really nothing he got into when he was younger. So thank you so much for joining us. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing great. So the other day I went to see uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Nice. Uh, or I, I guess it, as it should be called, Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, I guess Part 3 yeah. got renamed and everyone was uh, like, well, I, I don't, well, no spoilers here, but it, this is, it was advertised as, as Part 1 of 2 when it came yeah. out. And so in my my brain, I'm like, oh, well, so that means that means it must be one big story that's you know they're kind of cutting in half and um when the movie cut sort of abruptly ends people in, in like what like what, what, what like, i'm like brother this <laughs> I heard that. has been going on for two hours um like it, like i th- i think that do they weren't going to wrap anything up and you know in this amount of time so uh but i guess they retitled the third one uh, uh beyond the spider-verse i think is the uh is the is the new title for it um but it was weird that you know when they they uh they changed the uh you know the marketing for that because it was i i mean i and many people clearly remember the first trailer saying across the spider-verse part one so um but that's not what i want to talk about today i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to talk about uh spider-man today um which what? is a rare because i love yeah uh, spoiler i that's spider-verse is fantastic they're the best superhero movies straight up they're some of the best movies straight up um what i want to talk about though is uh is star trek because um during the trailers there was a well let me back up um i've been watching a lot of uh star trek the next generation which is which it, to me is like the definitive star trek like uh, like yeah. classic trek is cool um d space nine is probably the best star trek honestly um but uh and voyager and enterprise no one cares about um Checks jj out. star trek i like is it's whatever um and I've seen a little bit of discovery, but for me in my brain, because I watched so much of the next generation when I was, uh, when I was a kid, uh, it, it came on right before I went to bed every night, it came on at nine. So I had a, an hour before I had, to, I had to be asleep, but I wanted to wind down. So from nine to 10, I would watch next gen reruns and I love next. So it's it, when I think of what is star Trek, it, it's that star. So I've been watching a lot of that. My son loathes star. He's just like, this is terrible. This is the worst thing. It's so bad. <laughs> And and I I get it I get it because it it looks like a very dated show it it oh it's completely dated looks, everything looks dated on that show yeah and, but uh, but I, I like it because it's a it's a very comforting nostalgia for me it's also um, a time capsule for us I think too it is you're yeah. you're, you're you're absolutely correct yeah. but what was funny about this is you know my son goes on about how bad it is and um but when we saw Spider Verse there was a trailer for uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. Which I which I had which I hadn't seen, and I keep wanting to call Brave New World. I, I guess same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm like it's not a dystopian thing here. This is Star Trek we're talking about. Um, but so my uh, th- we watched this trailer, and I was like, that looks that actually looks pretty good. And um, my son goes, Dad, that looks way better than that terrible Star Trek that you watch. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of. It looks better. I mean, you know, aesthetically, it look, you know, it, it looks better. I was, I was like, oh, whatever. But um, iTunes put the first season of that up for free. 
Mm-hmm. Like you can just watch it on, on, on iTunes right now until the end of the month. I think they're trying to, um, I, I think, uh, I guess whoever, whoever uh, CBS or Paramount, Paramount, I guess are trying to, to drum up interest for season two, which coverage drops like any day now. And uh, so they're, they, they gave away season, you know, they took a limited time, you know, you can watch season one for free. And uh, I watched um, the first nine of them and uh, buddy, that show is amazing. It is it's great. It's so good. It's so, it's so good. It's like, it, it like it's everything I love about Star Trek, but like mm-hmm. everything is it, it looks new. But then again, but but it also doesn't. It also looks dated. It has a very it, it has a, a very 60s sci fi look, but clean done. Yeah, but but done, you know, with modern technology. And uh, but it's not like stupid, like silver jumpsuits or whatever. It's like every, <laughs> everything looks, you know, it doesn't look like cheesy science fiction. It looks like yeah, good science fiction. And Catherine Pike is uh, like, if, if he was the original like captain, it, it'd be mm-hmm. the best captain. He's it's mm-hmm. the only reason that, that Picard is better than him is be, is because of time at this point. He's such a good character. He's he's yeah. he's he's so good. Hundred percent. I actually, it's funny. Like, there's several things uh, that you uh, you touched on that you know kind of reference back to our what our our uh, kind of our sister or brother podcast, the real phonies of the uh, Jehu. Um, they actually just did a thing on um on um uh, across the Spider Verse. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of knew the whole thing of the part one, part two. I don't pay as much of attention. I like Spider Man. I really got into Ultimate Spider Man because. Uh, I wasn't in the, you know, I wasn't starting in the sixties reading Spider-Man comics. So I didn't, wasn't able to get into classic, amazing Spider-Man and whatnot. So I, uh, I read like ultimate. So I kind of had a entry point in there, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I got my wife wanting to watch um, uh, into the Spider-Verse now, finally. So we're going to check that out and then across Spider-Verse, but uh, mm-hmm. also touching on that, they were talking about, uh, you know, strange new worlds somewhat recently. And yeah, man, it is honestly one of the nicest looking, well-paced Star Trek shows, which has that feeling of, I would say, season one, maybe season two of Next Generation or classic Star Trek, but with much better acting, much better sets, much better budget and technology. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And it's even kind of... um... You know they, they lean into some things that I feel like 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 modern modern sci fi doesn't like you know like the, like the like the wacky stuff that happened mm-hmm. in, in old Star Trek or you know or the like oh no we're stuck in an alternate world and like modern sci fi doesn't want to they they don't no. want to try that stuff but it's very much a hallmark of uh, of of Star Trek and um, as it should be yeah and they, they 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 did that really well on 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 this show all the characters are very cool um, yeah uh, like I said Pike's great he's actually personable and you like you want to hang out with him. That yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Um, and the thing with Pike is that it he almost kind of leans into like um, like the stereotypes of like the you know like the the, the good hair and and big you know strapping captain or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's he's almost like a caricature of of Kirk, but but it works so it works so well that he just kind of goes beyond you know like being a character. It's it's it's, it's almost like he's playing like. It's like Zap Zap Brannigan from Futurama. Exactly. It's like very much like a you know he's the parody of of Kirk, but like which so it, but he you know and it deconstructs Kirk like on one level it's it's yeah. it takes apart what Kirk is and what he does and how he does things and shows you why it's silly. But like Pike like reconstructs Zap Brannigan almost. 
and goes back around yeah. to what to, to like okay well these are the cool things about kirk and these are the cool <laughs> things about the you know the, the big you know the, the big chested uh you know part on the side hair captain or whatever that's exactly um, it you know the um but, the, the 90s uh like dc um cartoons they had the the big chest small leg you know superheroes yeah the dc animated he, stuff yeah 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 he actually looks a lot like that as a as a star he does, captain. He does. <laughs> he does yeah he does look he's a not, lot like he's that. not exaggerated he just has this very like you know, staring off into the distance, but with a sunset or a planet behind him or something, he looks really iconic. Yeah, no, he, trying he, hard. He, yeah, no, he, no, he absolutely does. He's a very, yeah, uh, yeah he's a, very, he's a striking figure. I think, I guess you he is hundred percent. So, I, um, I completely agree with you. I mean, that that show is much better. I tried to like Discovery. I just did not like the main character. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that, that's that's a good point. Um, like the tardigrade uh, thing, the uh, the alternate reality stuff is cool. The main character was just, I I hated her. Yeah, I did find her terribly interesting. And yeah. it's weird when you're watching Star Trek and uh, the main character is not the captain. Yeah, you know, the, the bridge crew yeah. isn't isn't the focus of it. Um, but uh, the other thing with um the, the thing that really uh, turned me off of Discovery though was that uh, when I was watching it on I had a, I had like a tri- like a six month trial or something for Paramount Plus and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch everything with subtitles on um, so I keep the sound turned kind of down um, my hearing isn't so good in my in my advanced age but mm-hmm. I I just natively watch everything with subtitles on yeah um, but there's a point in in discovery where the the subtitles get out of sync with oh. the dialogue and it drives me out of my mind so I either have to turn the subtitles off or I have to mute this mute the thing but even then if, if you do that the uh the, the dialogue in the subtitles is probably about five seconds after it's, I hate and, it, 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 and it, it gets worse and worse and worse as the episodes go on so it's like I can't finish that episode and it does it in the next one too so I'm like mm-hmm. I can't even know like I like yeah uh yeah fix it I well yeah you know okay in uh, in in parting I think we could say like uh in, uh, across the Spider Verse, great. Um, Strange New Worlds, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Enterprise, meh. And and um, uh, what was it? Uh, Discovery, meh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, I really wanted to like it because uh, like, I did too. Um, but you know, the, the the big thing with with Star Trek though is that you know for a long time Star Trek like looked ahead. It was like you know <laughs> like uh, yeah. you know it was well, this is these are these are cool things that you know we can you know. That, that would be cool in the future down the road it would be cool to have these things or do these things or whatever and um it got to a point after um like star trek like started looking back onto itself it, it doesn't look forward anymore that that kind of annoys me because like like the thing is with, with pike because like pike is you know this is like the prequel of the prequel of the prequel you know this is like the you know this is the original the first thing that should happen in star trek really i mean i guess first contact is but uh but yeah they, they keep looking backwards and I, I wish they would just like make a new star trek that's like you know 100 years after next gen yeah and i think that they get so caught up in the uh, little wars and all the uh, little side things that it becomes really convoluted i like i like um strange new worlds because you know it has an end date but you don't know how they get there so this is the journey getting there so i understand what you mean by go looking back on itself Mm-hmm. But I feel like every time they try to go forward with Star Trek, they try to do something that seems almost edgy. Also, seems very um, like they they're they're going to go a militant way, which they're not supposed to be. That's the one drawback of how things went with Deep Space Nine. They were drawn into a war. This is supposed to be an alliance of uh, like an alliance of planets. 
that is about um, exploring and making new contact and uh, courting new worlds and new civilizations, bringing them into this nice big collective of, you know, I hate anyone who doesn't realize this, a Marxist society where everyone works together for a better future. Dude, That's what this is, most, it really is. It's the most socialist. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, in the, it's the most idealistic way of looking at it. But I think the, the problem with um, you get into the uh, end of uh, Deep Space Nine, which I agree, best show. But you also get to the end of um, you get to the end of um, uh, Voyager. Actually, too, they're going to a big war the entire time. They always build to a big, giant climactic war. And I mean, I feel like you you kind of need in in sci-fi like space adventure stuff. You kind of need that because you know, you I mean, it's if it, you know, there, there's times where where next gen was just like Jordy and Data sitting around in the uh, in the engine room saying, "Oh, we're going to explode in 20 minutes, or well, what are we going to do?" You know, and it's like yeah, oh, that was but, cool, but you know, again, like what's cool was cooler that or the Borg. They had the best episodes though were episodes where they didn't do that. Like say the um the you know the episode where um Picard and his magic flute. You know, he like lives the life of this man. <laughs> And but it really is it like this. This there's a civilization. It goes. It was going to die out. He had to live this life of this man in this in the civilization. And there's all these 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 harrowing things of like these uh of the little minutia of life. Um, there is the um, oh my god, there there are so many good episodes of how to be a better person, and that's really the whole lesson of Q. Did you actually do something good? Right. Yeah. No, that's no, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're correct on that. Um, you know, who I think, you know, who would really have a, who would add a lot to this discussion though is, uh, Mr. David Wise, the, the yes. famous writer. Dude, the guy's uh, back. He's back wrote again. This episode. Guess yeah. who's back? David no. Wise, my friend. Can't really, yeah. I can't really add much on to David Wise though. Cause, uh, more other than what I said last time. <laughs> we um, tried it over this and he's, this is actually another, uh, re rehashed, uh, thing that he'd used in, uh, master of the universe, masters of the universe. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh well, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get to rehash here in a little bit. Okay, and yeah, yeah, definitely. That's okay. That's okay because. Uh, but yeah, yeah um, Day of the Machines. Day of the Machines. Day of the Machines. But um, and I love that how their narrator comes in. The narrator leads us so far at the beginning of the first five seconds. Midnight at the Quantum Laboratories, the well-guarded home with America's most secret scientific inventions. Dot dot dot. And you know, have we have we touched on quantum? Uh, have they shown up in the past, or is this the first time? I don't time think that... so. No, like we should know who they are, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this they have the potential to be like you know, like uh, like Star Labs or uh, essentially, it's what they are. I think or something like that. We're supposed uh, but, to be. But uh, so, but, but we start off like like we're out of the gate. We're they've got me already, man. We got Soundwave like disguised. He is huge. And a he's, guitar case. And he's got a guitar case with him too. And, and, I, and I was just like, oh, I, I, and they caught me with that too. Cause I was like, oh, it's just, it's just a bunch of junk, you know? And then like, <laughs> it looks like it too. Yeah. So, dude, um, so lost they, and found. They, they toss him in the lost and found is like a, like, like a prison. It is. It's, it's a lockup, man. This so, is the most honest guard ever because dude i like dude, a guitar case besides it looks like the size of a ukulele case but you know still a guitar case in a, a boom bo- in a boom box dude he's like oh, a dude he's like a he's sound wave is giant he's like a Kanye c100f here man this is amazing that was um, a very particular grab there oh that's that, that's the king of all boom boxes i, I know look up the, the, the canyon c100f man that's the one you need um i i, I, I can see him ahead Yes, <laughs> I know you can. I know. Exactly. I know. Um, so he's hanging out. But, so they totally got me. He's hanging out with a guitar case, but 
Oh, they pull, they pull the old mafia. That was the coolest scene. Gun in the violin case bit where they open it up and who's hanging out in the guitar case? Megatron. Megatron. Okay, Jeez. look, dude, that is the first time also that they had Megatron the size of a person, like someone could pick it up. That was a great tie-in for toy sales right there. Oh, why didn't they sell the case? Oh, like I want the dude. I want Megatron in a guitar well, case. Or oh, and then we then we have kids walking around the parks in the middle of the night with a guitar case and please shoot them. It's a whole thing, man. You can't do that. Dude, this was they, they got because you know normally <laughs> those these dumb tricks in the in the, in the show I see, I see this this stuff coming from a mile away from oh yeah but this one this one they totally got I was like oh my god it's, oh he's he's in the case this is so mm-hmm. cool so um and he has Laserbeak open up the case with his beak and it's just kind of cool he's like hey Laserbeak get this right goes and opens the case up lets him out some of them have time to be opening cases man he's no, got man it's minion stuff so yeah so he had palmed the key unlocks mm-hmm. the. The uh, the lost and found they get out. So they, they go to this computer. And Tork. The secret. Torque three. Torque three. Torque four. Oh, uh, Torque three. Okay. Oh, yeah, Torque okay. three. Um, but he's got he's he's like in typical eighties fashion. He's a like a, a robot face on a on an LCD screen. He looks kind of like Modoc controller or Modoc. Yeah. Well, he looks kind of like calling Modoc. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of like had this like master controller from Tron feeling. You know, when he's in that he's in the game. AC no, master controller seen, face. Seen, no, I've never seen Tron. Dude, I forgot you've never seen Tron. I'm pretty sure we talked. I'm sure you're pretty sure we talked about this before. I, we have. I, we have, and I. Man, I don't know. I can't go. It's one of the things that's hard to go back. It's like watching Star Trek the original series, and as an as a, as a kid now, and like saying like, "Oh, that's computer graphics from the eighties. Like, that's <laughs> terrible. Why would you watch that?" So I don't know if you can ever watch it now. So, anyways, moving oh, yeah, on. Man. Oh, you know, I'm on ah, vacation. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a shot. I don't know. So. Get, yeah. get really get hammered one night and watch it and enjoy it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, it, it's Modoc. If that makes you feel better, it, it looks kind of like you know, his face, kind of like Modoc. But uh, he's got like a little. He has a little keyboard underneath his screen here, which is a <laughs> tiny keyboard. What is going on with these buttons? Because it's it's not a full keyboard. It's like the size of like uh, a a number pad. But these aren't numbers on these keys. No. keys my friend. No, 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 no. So. I, I I was I saw these weird symbols and I'm like what I'm like well, let me take a look at this because they zoom in on it a couple of times mm-hmm. so on on this thing we've got a a, a gakul which is like a the, the triple yin yang thing right and uh, that's a Buddhist wheel of happiness actually that's an actual symbol in Buddhism um, we've got a weirdo equal sign with dots above and below which uh, that means approximately equal to or the image of I don't know what that means because I don't know anything about math. No, I um, there's a thing that's almost like a sigma with some triangles on it, that is, and then like a uh, then like a z, um, and there's some other weird stuff that I, I don't like a, a square, and I, I don't know what. Uh, yeah, is, it's like they like they like to put a lot of um like a lot of higher math gibberish on something and other symbols to make it look very complicated, like AI, extremely forward thinking AI. But dude, I, I was I totally forgot about those when Megatron had a giant dildo come out of his forehead. He like like RTD two thing, but it was it was it was it was like RTD two. But see, here's the thing: um, it, it was. However, so he can he can ha- he hacks in with this thing. Yeah. So, um, but see, here's the thing: though. see, this is like a Buddhist third eye he's got here. All right. Okay. All right. I'm following. So you. We have so we have the the, the Buddhist symbol, the, the wheel of happiness there already. But now we have the third the third eye. Oh, the the uh, the upper chakra has opened. And that uh, is. And, but that but see the thing is that that represents enlightenment and consciousness right so that implies that he's enlightened and thus he's above 
everything else. Oh, so it implies. Okay. Okay. I'm following you. I think maybe Dave Wise was into some Buddhism. I don't know. Or whoever animated this, you know, so I'm like, so it's like, I can help him animate this episode. This is, we'll make it better. Maybe so. I, I, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, I, I think there's some real world factors crept into this. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not just there, but okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Cause we're going to get into some other real world factors here. In a yeah, we are. Um, so, so yeah. So yeah, he gets access to, uh, to the mainframe or the, to the, to the yeah. thing here. Right. And the, so he takes control. There's a, but hanging out in this room, there's a ton of weirdo robots. So like, like robotics, robotics knocks off knockoffs. Dude, there's so many weird robots in here. Dude, there's like, this is like land of misfit robots. He, he's like, he's got dudes <laughs> from like the Jawa sand crawler hanging out in here. And um, <laughs> so there's robots that have like tentacle arms and big jaws and stuff in this. And those yeah. are the kinds of things, those are the robots you only see in comic books because they look stupid everywhere else. It kind of reminds me of, um, if you like the, the what people think BattleBots is supposed to be like. You know, uh, BattleBots? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's very accurate. That's what that, yeah, that's what, that's what I wanted it to look like. I wanted it to be guys with big tentacles and claws and stuff, but that, that, that but that doesn't work in real life and it looks dumb when you try it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. um he says the line here uh, defensive fortification before enemy retaliation. Man is very as a very succinct way of saying like better be prepared for what's coming. I, I kind of like that. But um, yeah, like I, I don't know what these guys, I, I don't know what these things are for though. Like, they, like that's, they're yeah. They're, I was yeah, got the feeling they were like almost like Boston Dynamics where um they have some like experimental robots and they really don't do anything by themselves and you have like. You know, Boston Dynamics nowadays has like um, robots that look like dogs running around, trying to run obstacle, obstacle courses, and people, you know, there's people shaped ones that fall over all the time. I'm assuming that's what kind of, kind of what these are. Like, very. Like, let's, let's just invent stuff just to invent stuff, I guess. Yeah, like, let's, let's do this thing that'll, up. like, later on the episode, you see like a nail gun shooting robot. I mean, yeah, maybe they're just doing stuff. Well, well, and, and here's, here's uh, I think, here's the problem here. So, mm-hmm. We cut to some some scientist types, and uh, we've got mm. um, uh, the the proto uh, uh, Peter Griffin from Family Guy. We have this guy, um, <laughs> the eighties the eighties version of him. And mm. I'm surprised he's just not going. Hey, remember? Hey, remember this time I fatted? Remember the time? Remember the time yeah. that we we built a robot? Like, yeah, five minutes ago, remember that? But then we have another guy here who has a weird like angular face. He looks like the Green Goblin, Doctor Paul Gates. It, it, yes, Paul. If I didn't know any better, I'd say he's a bad guy because he looks like a bad guy. You think? But honestly, maybe he's one of those good guys who could have been a bad guy because uh, you know he was very he he was very intelligent. But because he took the went the right side of that that, that fork in the road in life, he ended up being a good guy. But he's having mm-hmm. a very nuanced uh, discussion about AI forty years early. Yeah. So P- Peter Griffin wants to build a robot filing cabinet, and let me tell you something here like man i love robots and but this is a terrible idea I, I think a file cabinet is about the last thing that i would ever want to build yep. a robot out of and but see like yeah in a way though this episode like it touches on ai but mm-hmm. it also kind of touches on um these stupid um because let me back up like i've said before on this show that i work in it and i know how dumb 90 percent of things in it are and like most of it's completely unnecessary much like all of these these dumb uh, internet of things things people keep inventing and i'm like just stop making these things i don't want i i don't want 
a, a Wi-Fi like ring to wear, or uh, I don't, I don't need Wi-Fi shoes. You know, I, I don't, I don't need this. Um, but uh, do you know about the Juicero? You, you heard of the, the Juicero? You remember that, this thing? That sounds familiar, but I can't place it. So this this was this is like the, the peak of Internet of Things garbage, and this is something like I feel like uh, that, that Peter Griffin would have invented here. This is a uh, a device. It was a juicer. Uh, you know, juicing was all the rage. You know, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, got a juicer. Like every, everyone everyone listening to the show probably has a juicer in their pantry that they haven't used in in like a year. How long has it been since you used a juicer? Yeah, six months, but still, yeah, six months, still. exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I bought uh, bought one for my wife, and uh, we were in love with it for like six months. And we're like, I hate cleaning this thing. I don't want. I don't want to clean. This That's thing. it. That's hundred percent. Yeah, this is awful. I don't want. I don't want this. Um, Juicero was uh was made to alleviate this problem, and Juicero mm-hmm. was a uh, is a Wi-Fi juicer that um <laughs> that, yes yeah I yes. do know this now. Okay, so yeah, you had to you had to subscribe to Juicero because uh, they would send you uh, these packs of uh, of pre cut fruit, and you'd put them in the Juicero. Yep, the seven hundred dollars like- Juicero, and which then had to you had to like scan the QR code on the packet of fruit, and the, which would check with the server, and and then if it determined that that was legitimate juicero product or if it was or if it wasn't expired then it would go ahead and and make your juice out of out of things it was like it's like a keurig for juicers yeah like like a like, yeah like a keurig for juicers but like prepackaged if, thing but it, if your if your keurig had to had to connect to the keurig servers every time you made yeah. a cup of coffee and, yeah, and check it out or whatever um so th- the, these guys, these clowns server went offline and nobody could make juice for, for however long. <laughs> How do we and, make things? And, yeah. And, and then, and then they eventually, because this thing was just a stupid idea. Um, the, the company went out of business. So their servers are offline and they don't make the, uh, the, the juice packs anymore. And you can't put regular fruit in this thing. So yep. if you bought a Juicero, you have a $700 juicer that you can't juice with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, so I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah, this is this is garbage, and I feel like yeah. these guys. I feel like um, Quantum uh, Labs would have invented this thing if uh, if the former CEO of Coca Cola hadn't. You, dude, that was a long story to get to the point, but I understand exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> real world factors are creeping into. The- <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, dude. Also, Torque takes control fast. Like they they have the they have an Amazon box full of uh, chips and he starts putting them on the machines. They leave out of there, and uh, they're flying over and just, dude. Rumble has like a gun shooting Amazon chips on all these different machines, these vehicles. Well, they first of all do that on the way out of the facility. They're just, yeah, they're just tossing them out. He's making it rain. Yeah, he's like, and he's the best shot in the Decepticons, by the way. Yeah, apparently he's apparently the best he is. shot. Also, I thought that, I kept thinking that those uh, those chips were um. Uh, tickets. I thought they were tickets to something. Like they were, uh, they, they were, were yeah. out tickets to like tickets uh, to the raffle. torque show. Yeah, the torque. Yeah, yeah, the torque show. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. You know, the the auto show up at the uh, facility though. After all this stuff's happening, it, oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Dark Gates hot wires a CRT computer. Like those all one one things. He pulls the screen off. He hot wires it. Calls Optimus Prime. They take off immediately and go help out at the base. Yeah, um, Quantum, uh, uh, Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime says uh, that his his olfactory sensors detect a rat or a rodent or something like that. But the, the yeah. subtitles uh, call, said the old factory uh, sensors. That's actually a very appropriate way for people not realizing what olfactory is. Yeah, 
Um, I actually been there because um, so when I someone someone had said the old factory and they said it so badly, I hold old heard old factory. I know okay. what old factory is, but it's one of those weird words that if you don't say it right, you're like, what the hell are you factory. talking about? What? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, so, okay. So Optimus Prime has to pick between helping a corporation or stopping the Decepticons stealing all this oil, right? So let's talk about real world factors creeping into this. Uh, yeah. Okay, so whose payroll are the Autobots on at this point? Obviously, they are on the people who are giving them the world power chip, that big relay that they have. So they're going to help out Quantum Laboratories first. So uh, Quantum Labs, they must have some pull. If the Autobots aren't going to recover oil, the United States ran a 20 year war mm-hmm. to protect overseas oil interests. Oh, yeah. Dude, what, what does Quantum Lab have on Optimus Prime? Better yet, when this real world factors, when this was made, we had just gotten out of a, of a oil embargo recession. And that's why right. that's why these old toys are half metal, because it was cheaper to use die cast metal than it was to use all plastic. There you go. Real world factors creeping into the show. Um, By the way, speaking of that, they have the most uh, generic looking G.I. Joe vehicles that are controlled by Torque at this quantum laboratories. Speaking of the United States waging wars to protect oil interests. Yes. Okay. so, yes, this this quantum labs is protected (laughs) by a full like. Like a, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I feel like I'm a kind of a uh, military nerd, but like, I, I, I don't even, I don't even like a, a company. <laughs> I, I don't know, like a, 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 a brigade or something. I don't there know. Of, dude, of, there's like yeah, Joe, random vehicles, dude. There's like M60 tanks. And there's patents. There's, uh, there's <laughs> APCs. There's M113 APCs running yeah. around. There's like turrets everywhere. This is a, this is a scientific laboratory guarded by laser turrets all over the place. So they're just like the, in the, in the last one where they had them coming out of the rocks. These dudes have them coming out of the, the, of the window. Like dude, this is a military complex laboratory. You know it. They just don't say it. Oh yeah. Dude, this is like exactly like this is. or something like general dynamics or. Oh uh, yeah. Dude. Um, See, man, real world factors creeping dude, in. This, this is absolute military industrial complex. This is absolutely real world factors here. So thanks Reagan. <laughs> this, is, this is the most the most reagan this might, this might be the most reagan episode of this show so far yeah yeah um, but hey and um skyfire is once again there i think this is my last uh episode where skyfire hangs out for real yeah i think so. i think it might might yeah, it might be the only yeah. don't quote me but i'm almost positive this, if this oh. isn't the last one this is one of the last ones but yeah um Optimus Prime says something like, this is one of our shining days, this whole thing's going on, but he has a belly button for the Dinobots. See, he respects, touches his grill. Dude, okay, so he calls the Dinobots because the the Autobots can't handle just some tanks. Like, like yep. they're just wrecking, they're just like wrecking these tanks and stuff like that. They're shooting these guys, they can fly away, they can get out of there, but they, they can't handle it. Like, And no. so they call the Dinobots, they unleash like the fury of Dinobots on, on mm-hmm. some tanks. And I'm like, like oh, you guys were doing fine before. Why, what happened that you're, that you're not any good at this anymore. Um, they actually, yeah. there, there's a, there's a few lines they cut out of the, out of the episode that during this, cause there's, there's a really weird scene where slag, uh, sorry for our British listeners slug, if you'd like, uh, we don't, you know, don't, you know, you need that, that term, but, uh, he's, uh, he looks at like, I don't know, it's three or four tanks. And he just goes, 
his mouth's moving he's grunting there's actually supposed to be a line there i'll figure out what it is man there um, was another uh there was another thing like that in a second um yeah there, but, there's uh, a couple he's, lines he's pulled the, out of the dinobot he's the brontosaurus he's the brontosaurus right uh sludge is the brontosaurus sludge. So, sludge just like he's like moshing through these uh these trucks he's like <laughs> two and a half so he's just like dude this is so funny he's just, this is great he's like a he's like a ninja turtles bad guy he's, he's, he's like they're like skinheads at a pantera concert they're just running through <laughs> things beating everyone up and uh the so, so, to... pantera, so pantera fans yeah exactly uh, <laughs> okay biohazard uh, concert there you go so, <laughs> same thing same thing sorry sorry man dude so <laughs> Don't get, me, don't get me started. So there's a part. Uh, <laughs> there's a callback to the I'm, '80s metal. Uh, Optimus Prime is trying to uh, to rescue these scientists that are up in the in, like on like the the tenth yeah. floor or whatever. So he gets um, sludge. Uh, sludge to to give him a boost here, right? He uh, so he hops on his head and is the elevator up. And what what? But before he says this, he says, "Hey, give me a boost." And so like, but he just he just goes like. And so his mouth moves and he just he's kind of I think he's like, this is static for like but it goes on for like five or six seconds it was just like what like it was really awkward man he just grumbles he about something it was, real, it, was yeah. real, it was real weird it was real so they rescue these guys and they're mm-hmm. oh god the Decepticons built a real nice oil platform when did they build this it's in the middle of the ocean too <laughs> but Dude, like you had resources to build this. Why don't you do something else cool? Why don't you build a factory? Yeah. So, uh, okay. So we have two uh, teams of Autobots now. One uh, is going to go after Optimus Prime and others are going to go after the machines and torque. The other ones are going to take a hydrofoil. And this is the dumbest looking hydrofoil I've ever seen in my life. It was Other, really, yeah. It, it looks like some uh, some uh, billionaire on GI Joe owns the hydrofoil. It's got a, it's like gold inlay and stuff. It looks really bad. It looks like uh, it looks almost like uh, somebody decided to make a Viking ship into a uh, into a hydrofoil. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. This is uh, it's going to be um, Spike. It's going to be a uh, Hound and uh, and is it Jeffire? No, Skyfire. Are they all the yeah. ones that go? Yeah, they get, they're the ones that go to um to on the hydrofoil to the oil platform. But mean, meanwhile, Optimus Prime is going to attack or go, going to go in there with the other Autobots to try to shut down Torque. And uh, he, he's like, oh, I'll go alone. I don't want you guys involved. I'll, I'll take care of this. And um, so, okay. Once again, like I said, all Torque's machines look like rejects from robotics. <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh, actually, there's a, there's a little scene where this, I don't know, this one of the machines like wraps him up in some cable and he goes, it's, I think this is what the, um, the, the, uh, subtitle says it's molybdenum alloy, molybdenum, molybdenum alloy, which that's real. That's a real thing. It is a real thing. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. I, that, yeah. That's up. like some kind of like steel alloy or something like that. It's like, very some cool. high tensile thing hey, steel. Um, real world no, yeah. I, no. Um, yeah, that's, that's a real Cause thing. Cause I was like, it's what I meant to look that up. I just didn't. So mm-hmm. lazy, but suddenly the Dinobots are gone. They just yeah yeah, the yeah they're totally gone and I noted that like, like at in the wrap up I was like wait a minute what happened to, what happened to Dinobots I was, I was really into the Dinobots for a second there um there's a there's a part here where um these guys are fighting against Megatron and uh mm-hmm. one of them goes to call him uh Mega Meatball he goes not so fast Mega Meatball and the subtitles say not so fast Mega Meatball <laughs> <laughs> like Mario I'm a fan I'm a fan of meatballs and uh I will make a meatball. 
Um, not so fast though. You're gonna take it slow. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a line from uh when you know, Optimus Prime's going after um the he's, he's kind of going there by himself in this little maze of uh of Torx um making, and the subtitle says trapped like hello hamsters at the Cybertron Zoo. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Hello hamsters. Um, was that that was uh after they had the, this battle with all those reject robots though and uh Ironhide pulls a uh um he pulls a bug bunny, a bugs bunny bit where uh, they, one of them has like a hose that's spewing stuff out so he just sticks his finger in the hose and it backfills and then blows it up it was pretty yeah. funny um <laughs> uh, this is where the uh, hot nail gun comes in like it was like the nails coming out were like glowing red so I, I guess he has like a hot nail gun. Like a hot, like a, yeah, like a like a, like a rivet gun. That's that's no, that that's cool. That's um, that, there's that, that weapon literally exists in in oh, yeah. Warhammer forty thousand. And uh, oh yeah, actually and, it, and, it exists in um and um Traveler also doesn't. They like nail guns it, and things like that. Yeah, are, well, there, there's like out. it was like well, that, I mean technically there's just a rail gun. Really, when you think about it. Yeah, it, I mean it, it is. It, it, it but, there, but there is a um, like one of the factions is are like these uh, repurposed uh, industrial uh, things. And uh, one of them actually has a, uh, uh, like, one of them actually carries a rivet gun. One, and then another guy from that uh, has a giant saw, a giant circular saw, which is very cool. Um, hmm, okay. Uh, Sparkplug is also a boat captain. And uh, this dude's resume just gets longer and longer and longer. Like, he can captain this hydrofoil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, do you remember how cool hydrofoils were in the 80s? Like, they that were like the that best was... thing ever. Cobra had a really cool hydrofoil, though. They did. And it's Sunbow Animation, yeah. who did this and G.I. Joe, they loved hydrofoils. Mm-hmm. So those were the next big thing. All the mega billionaires were actually in the 80s. I'm sorry, millionaires had mm-hmm. uh, hydrofoils. Hydrofoils. Hydrofoils and hovercraft. I thought we I thought we were gonna be the I thought oh, those things were gonna be like all yeah, over my, the place. And like I haven't seen hovercraft. hovercraft. I haven't seen hovercraft. The last time I saw hovercraft was in uh that Jackie Chan movie in Rumble in the Bronx. Actually, you're not you're not wrong. I, I I remember that scene too. That's, that's the last one that I that I remember seeing. Somebody bring them back. I need those to come to come back like soon because they're okay. they're very cool. Yeah. So man, okay, back to Megatron on the oil platform. He has the worst Xbox controller. He's <laughs> holding like this. Man, <laughs> come on. Get, you really need one. You hold in your hands. Come on. This this is not going to be cohesive to running a, a a plan. You can't do that. You can't hold that big. Did you notice all the hatches on on this uh, this thing were really oh. weird? They were they were they like, were like real really big. thin and long. Yeah, they were thin and long. It was a, yeah. it was real bizarre. Somebody just felt like drawing that thing and uh, like I'm gonna draw this silly thing over and over again. Well, it worked um, for the uh, tapes. Uh, I don't know. Uh, somebody uh, realizes that they're losing and they say that they're uh, in deep transistor parts. Um, like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I yeah. always whenever I hear those things though, because like. <laughs> Like you know what they're saying as an adult, you know what they're saying. I always wondered if any, like, if like if any back in the day, if any kids picked up on that slang and started using it as like their in their normal slang rotation. You know, like if there's a kid out there, like there's a group of kids out there that you know they were like, oh man, that's real funny, and then they were they walked around for like five years saying like, oh man, we're in deep transistor parts, and I want it it still comes up like you know they 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 text each other, they're still friends, you know, they text each other Mm -hmm. and they're like, like hey, I'm in deep transistor parts with my wife this weekend, I can't go to the I can't go to the baseball game. <laughs> um, okay, I gotta say real quick. Um, I, I my notes here. My uh, my line I wrote there is spark plug can skip or hydrofoil too. Uh, anyways, because you just mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. okay, Spike is stupidly strong for a fifteen to sixteen year old. Did that electric magnet that he's holding? That looks like the size of a refrigerator. He's holding it under it's his arm. Huge. Do you yeah. think it's huge? And, uh, yeah, so the best thing to to uh, to uh, frenzy and uh, ravage. 
They're like against the uh, against the wall doing this thing. Dude, they look that, like they're in a rave. Dude, that's definitely a candidate for 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 looping a a an animated GIF. Um, I would also say that um, if you want to see what I'm going to do with that, go to the end of the episode. <laughs> I got it all, man. I've already been playing on this one. Trust me. Oh, good, very good. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a double layer. But uh, watch the end of the episode; you'll see. Anyways, so, you know, speaking of, of those those silly loop things, um, th- there is a guy uh, called like Milo Cat. I think he's on. I think it's Milo Cat on Instagram. That um, all this guy does is take um, take like loops like that from from old cartoons, and then he uh, syncs them up with uh, with hip hop songs. Oh, nice. and uh, if you ever need uh, a day where you don't have anything to do and you want to waste like 17 hours watching stupid stuff on Instagram, just go to go to Milo Cat because it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And um, down right now, it's it's very it's very good. Just you should put it in the show notes because it's a, it's a whole lot of fun to to watch that guy. Okay, uh, he does not uh, sponsor us, but I'll do it anyways. Mm-hmm. No one sponsors. Uh, what am I talking about? <laughs> there's, there's this line coming, giving you meta dum dum. What? Yeah. Oh, man, we, oh, you know, we we really, really, oh, you know, I was about to say we really missed out on getting a uh, Juicero sponsorship. That would have been, that would have been. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're about how many years too late on that? And uh, the funk defunct company. So yeah, that was fine. They've been they've been closed for five years. I still, uh, I think, I think we should work that into the credits though. There um, you go. Uh, also, uh, there's this great line: um, "Your pumping days are over, Megatron." Really, man? Like, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, that could be taken in a lot a of ways. Lot of wrong ways, considering his head implement in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, and yeah. Okay, so there's there's a little fight. You know, Megatron loses this giant Xbox controller, and mm-hmm. um, the whole thing starts coming apart. The uh, torque, of course, has already taken out the. Um, he's already been taken out, so the oil tankers are um, are you know moving back out. They're all you know. It wraps up really fast. They're it all did. leaving. Yeah. yeah, it like instantly wraps up. But you still have um, Skyfire, Hound, and uh, Spike there trying to get out. By the way, Hound—I don't know if you watched the episode—he has he has uh, no ammo, which kind of weird. Like a lot of times, uh, the Autobots always just have a missile sitting there on their shoulder. It's missing. Comes back. It's missing. Missing. And when he's getting back on Skyfire at the end of the episode, and dude, that oh no, huh? no, they said they said whenever they were uh, imprisoned. Um, huh? They said that uh, the Decepticons took all their ammo away. Yeah, but they get it back. At, like he's running, they're running through the hallways trying to get out of there. So he gets it back, and then uh, the in the episode he's running the Skyfire, it's gone again. Oh, he, he fired maybe you just, had, you just had one shot. You had one shot, yeah. and that was it. Um, he, he, he wasted it somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, they all get on the uh, they get on the Skyfire and they take off. And um, Skyfire, the giant Sky Taxi, is um, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much done here. And Doctor Gates is throwing some like machine shade. He just he's done. I know. He's uh, you know, and the, I gotta say that hydrofoil has jet engines on the back of it. By the way, Dude, <laughs> there's a part where it um, it, it was looking thing. It is. There was a part where it was up on the uh, all the way up on the oil rig, and yeah. they hit the jets, and they like it like slid off of the uh, like no water or anything. Like I don't think that's how hydrofoil works. Um, it can work that way. It's not gonna be really good for the uh, the hull of the thing when it hits the water. But um, no, what no. do I know? Yeah, I mean, or, the, ski, or the skis as it's you know scraping across uh, you know a metal deck. <laughs> that would have been great. Someone to put in the sound of the episode. Oh, oh no 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 no! no. <laughs> and, and that was and that was it. That was uh, pretty that much it. Man, it wraps up fast. Um, 
this was okay, I guess. Uh, I mean, uh, the thing here is that this episode is essentially just uh, like like we were saying, repurpose stuff. This is yeah. almost just like maximum overdrive. That's which, all it is. It was which the- I love, which I uh, which I love, which was filmed uh, like about um, a ten minute drive from where I grew up when I was a kid. Um, there was a, a film studio right outside of town. They also filmed uh, Godzilla '85 um, hmm. and The Crow uh, there, and, and some some other stuff. But those were the I think those were kind of the big ones. Um, wow, in Leland, North Carolina. Um, hmm. But yeah, this is this is reminds me a lot of Maximum Overdrive, where you know you know the mission, you know the vehicles are revolting and and all this stuff. And I like I like that. And um, yeah. but see, but the more you think about it, though, the more topical this episode gets. As we yeah, kind of touched on, you know, we're dealing with AI, which is a huge thing right now, and that's that's a huge it's a it's a huge problem. I, like uh, like I'll go ahead and throw my opinion out there. That's a huge problem. Um, we're dealing with the Internet of Things, which is mm-hmm. um, kind of on the decline these days. I feel like, you know, thank the makers because uh, that's as I said earlier, Internet of Things is also garbage. Um, there's a lot of really cool like like bleeding edge of reality uh sci-fi concepts uh that in this day and age absolutely demand more thought and discussion this is stuff that you know this is like this this borders on like black mirror stuff um you know yeah. stuff it's like, it's like you're like man like oh uh, you can you know you, you you know you can take a real serious look at all this stuff and it and it it, it deserves it deserves a you know a deeper look because those are things these are things that are you know those were far off concepts in 1985 those are things mm-hmm. that are like uh, you know actively affecting our lives right now you know and um um so in this one it's, it's almost like the transformers cr- uh concept crept into the real world it was like there was like the opposite of uh mm-hmm. of this um uh but it, i mean this was overall this was a filler episode um and it wasn't bad uh you know a, a kid brain here um I liked it and you know i got to see dinobots um you know i got to see some cool stuff blowing up i got i got to see a you know a, a an ai and all this stuff and uh, so i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go three and a half radio shack robots out of five because i thought that those things were going to be my butler when i was when i turned 12 like uh the, the omnibots and all and the verbot and all these guys remember those are those things you know you had to you know, oh, yeah because the commercials made them seem like those were those were ai and you were just like you'd be like hey verbot go get me a soda out of, out of the refrigerator and like you're like oh, he's gonna go get my soda for me, but he can't do that because the thing was two feet tall and he can't yeah. open a door. But um, uh, um, but uh, adult brain's gonna go like you know, like I said, it was fine. Um, and it was thought provoking, and, and I liked it. So um, uh, adult brain's also gonna go three and a half Wi-Fi enabled robot toasters oh. out of five. Um, because I mean, like I said, it, it's you know, it's definitely a thought provoking thing there, and, and it, it it led to a lot of you know discussion on of with me you know of you know ethics and in ai and and um and this kind of thing so yeah how about you uh yeah man honestly i thought it was a goofier episode in in memory than it was it was fine episode there was a lot of silly moments there's nothing wrong with it it was just kind of an average episode and yeah there were a lot of um a lot of real world factors that crept into the writing and uh they were it was 40 years ago so obviously very topical still 40 years ago we kind of were looking forward to things and now we're actually dealing with these things well besides you know um modok in a uh in a secret government base and that we know of anyways are you sure uh exactly that we know of. are you sure are you sure that that, that... Oh, sorry, that's just, no. that's just Twitter. Like... yeah 
<laughs> I mean, the Pentagon's taking all the money. You tell me a toilet costs five thousand dollars. I know all that kind of stuff. Who knows? Oh, uh, oh, so you, oh, a hammer. A hammer's not five hundred dollars. I, I get it completely, man. Who knows? Who knows what's really happening? We're probably backwards retrofitting alien technology right now. I don't know, man. Maybe I, I actually, you know, I, I know a guy that uh, that told me straight up that uh, that, that NASA doesn't actually do anything. That uh, it's just a a, a slush fund for doing black ops. One hundred percent. What? Yeah, we're still doing that stuff in South America, man. Because NASA. No, I don't know, man. That that it. it, it who knows? It could be that stuff. Honestly, does it affect my everyday life? No. Mm, yeah, who knows? So, uh, what, 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 so what do you think of, of the app? Though, what was honestly, your... um, I. Yeah, it, it's nothing wrong with it. It was like, you know, three battle bots out of five, honestly. It was a fun episode. It was nothing wrong with it. It was cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm good with it, man. And uh I, I like it, so it, it was good to go and nothing wrong with it at all. I am good with that episode. And honestly, it's kind of what a lot of the season two stuff is. There's some bad stuff, but there's some good stuff, so I have no problem with it. And uh I'm you know, nothing bad. I, I'm good with it. So kind of wrapping up here, I, I apologize for everyone about last week. We had a kind of a scheduling conflict, but uh, we want to get ahead on this things this week. Uh, we, me and uh, me and Booth threw a thing out there to you know, kind of tied over with a lot of stuff for the uh, Rise of the Beast movie, which, by the way, a lot of fun. Um, but I'm going to, I guess, just call it here, man. Um, everyone, by the way, the guy for the Sunbow Archive, he was actually able to do a stuff. He's able, he's uh, he's doing well now, so... Um, oh, I'm glad, you know, I don't know if we actually helped, but I'd like to think we did. And uh, at the end of the day, is all that matters is a group effort for everyone helping this dude out. And then he's, he's good to go. Um, so I'm going to you know get everything, everything going for this episode. I'm so I, it's, that's kind of, I'll leave that off the show notes now. Uh, definitely check out the Sunbow archive. Uh, our, our friend uh, Naboo of the underground.net He's providing us all the gifts and images for things we're using. So I uh, definitely check out the and um man, uh I'm gonna call it here. Um anything you want to leave us with this week? Uh, I don't know, I don't have a, a quote or anything. Um I, I completely Sorry. forgot to look up a quote. I've been too uh busy uh A with work and B with um yeah. uh, getting all hyped for the new uh, edition of Warhammer forty thousand that comes out uh this week. Oh nice. And, I've been listening uh, more horse rising, so trust me, I get it. I no, finally get to the part with uh Semus is starting to show up. So Ooh, I'm really happy about nice. that. Yes. Nice. Not very good. Very good. So uh, yeah, good time. So um, anyways, yeah, uh, I, I'll, uh, uh, I'll say uh, everyone take it easy. See y'all next week. And uh, you want to kill us with anything there? Uh, this uh, show is brought to you by Juicero. Roll out. <laughs> See you later, everyone. Johns and Ed Strickland. Research is done by Evan Johns, Ed Strickland, and with special research help from Boo of the Axelon Underground.net. 
Graphics and images in the video portion are created for the podcast exclusively by C. Hooper. Special thanks to everyone who makes this podcast more enjoyable every week.